0: So let's begin with Hebrews chapter 2. KJV, Hebrews chapter 2. Then we'll lay the foundation. And then we'll run very quickly. All right. So the Bible says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them what? Sleep. So this is the first point that I want to zero in this this morning. How many of us have ever heard this phrase? It's a common phrase in um, church circles or uh, kingdom communities that the things of God, the things of God are caught. Have you heard that phrase before? They are not really, um, because they are always just in the air and then they are caught. And one of the reasons why it is so is because the things of God or the things of the spirit can be slippery. Amen. Amen you have to this is a very important understanding that must be in your spirit as beautiful as the experiences we're having we've been having since friday now we've been having glory experiences all year round but i'll be using friday because it's the most it's the most recent do we understand as beautiful as the as the experiences we've been having since Friday are and we will continue to have if you just leave yourself like that amen it can slip away and one week later two weeks later three weeks later you won't you may not even remember that you had such encounters do we understand that so that's very important so the bible says we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard It says lest at any time amen that means you don't even know when that means the thing wants to it wants to leave but you are the one that will hold it down whatever whatever encounter you have had you are the one that would hold it down and build your altar, and build your treasure around it so that it doesn't go. Amen. I was I was looking at Peter yesterday, and Peter was saying that the end of all things is at hand. First Peter 4. It says you must be serious and watchful in your prayers. That means that if we are not serious, and if we are not watchful, a lot of things will sleep. Amen. This is not the message, but this is just the, the foundation. Do you love the word of God? It says if we have to give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard so that they don't sleep away. So please put this somewhere in your heart that the things of God are slippery so you have to keep catching you have to keep uh apprehending and god will give you grace now since friday a lot of things have been said but i want to zero in on two two things that are in the air that you must catch and then we'll go into the conversation proper Pastor began to share with us on the life of Gideon. And along this line, he spoke about um, being saviors. How many of us remember? Now I'm going to zero in on that. And then another thing that was said yesterday is that we're coming. We've come into a season of heightened spiritual Awareness. Do we remember that was said yesterday? And you have to catch those two things. I missed other things, but I'm zeroing in on these two. Well, one actually, because I want to speak around um, being saviors and we'll, we'll look at one consecration of a savior and then would would have had a good time. Are we ready for this? Amen. But I needed to show us this scripture that the things of God can be slippery. So let us not be people that are carried away by um, encounters. Amen. In fact, the more the more dramatic the encounter is, the more the higher the chances. Of the thing being more more slippery. So we have to be serious and we have to be watchful. So in all of that, we said that we are saviors. And Pastor even went further to say that you must have what he called a saviors complex. Amen. You must, everything about you must begin to think like a saviour. And one of the things about saviors is that saviors are anointed. Amen. Please stay with me. Saviors are anointed. In other words, if we're coming into a season of spiritual awareness, one of the things that you must know that you know that you know that you don't, you know that phrase, you you must know very clearly is that there is oil on your head. Amen. And you must behave for healing and it's for just solving all kinds of problems in the world. Now, this is a story of where um, Saul, Saul had died. If you are familiar with your Bible, you know the story. Saul had just died and then David began a lamentation. It's loaded, but there's just one verse that interests me there. So he says, also he bade them teach the children of Judah the use of the bow. Behold, it is written in the book of Joshua. So in other words, this was something that they were supposed to pass on from one generation to another generation. Verse 19. The beauty of Israel is slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty falling? Tell it not in Gath. Publish it not in the streets of Ascalon. Lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice. Lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. Ye mountains of Gilboa, let there be no dew. Neither let there be rain upon you. No fields of offerings. For there the shield of the mighty is vilely cast away. Now this is where I'm going. The shield of Saul as though he had not been anointed with oil. Now let's stay there. The more you look into this, it gets deeper. But what was David saying? Saul died as if he was not anointed. In other words, anybody that has this oil on them, that is supposed to be a savior there is no battle you get involved in that should consume you amen, amen. it says Saul and it was a major lamenta- lamentation for David he says Saul died as if he was not anointed with oil now if you go to the actual chapter where Saul died the bible says that the Philistines, it was very shameful. First of all, he told his armor bearer to kill him. That one said, "I he's on you. Remember, I said it's one of the things we've had this weekend. And it won't do you any good if you come up from this meeting and you just go back like every other person. Hallelujah. Are we following this morning? We're still looking a bit um, dull and sleepy, but I'm hoping that you would come alive very soon because this, this is very, very important for your life and for your destiny. Hallelujah. Amen. So there is something that this oil, whenever it comes on you, it does to you. And one of the things that the oil one of the things that the oil does in a savior's life is that it makes you—it makes you um, invisible. Amen. Amen. Not the invisible that people will not see you. Not that one. You know there is invisible, and there is invisible. So we're talking about the invisible that you are not. You cannot be defeated. Hallelujah. You cannot be defeated. And I want you from today begin to count. One of the things we are going to count is our victories. Anything that looks like defeat, the story is not complete yet. It's not over till you win. Hallelujah. That's one thing that this oil... Will do for you. Can you say it one more time? There is oil on my head. There is oil on my head. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Yes. The Bible says, Psalm 92, verse 10, the Bible says, You will exalt my horn like that of the unicorn or the wild ox. It says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Amen. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Now, it's a spiritual thing. And some, because some of you might be wondering, but they've not poured Goya oil on my head. Is there any other brand? Goya is the main brand that we know. Is Olive not Goya? Goya is a brand. It's Olive. Okay. All right. So, you might be wondering, they've not poured oil on me physically. Leave that one first. Keep, keep walking with God. You see, everything that we do here, it's a it's a physical uh, representation of what has happened spiritually. So, if they've not poured oil on you spiritually, and we pour oil here, we are just we are just wasting time. Hallelujah if if you have not been ordained this is the folly in people that struggle to be pastors and people that struggle for positions if you have not been ordained spiritually anything that is done physically it might even be that position that will consume you eventually anyway the bible says i have been i shall be anointed with fresh oil but i like the new kjv more it says i have been anointed it has already happened it's not going to happen it has already happened hallelujah so we're still talking about saviors we'll come back to this but let's quickly go to obadiah obadiah one some of us have not read obadiah in years Obadiah is in the New Testament. If you don't know where Obadiah is. <laughs> hallelujah. Verse 17. From verse 17. And then we'll just read through 21. But on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. The house of Jacob shall be a fire. And the house of Joseph a flame, but the house of Esau shall be stubble, they shall kindle them and devour them, and no survivor shall remain of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. The south shall possess the mountains of Esau, and the lowland shall possess Philistia, they shall possess the fields of Ephraim and the fields of Samaria. Benjamin shall possess Gilead. And the captives, of, the captives of this host of the children of Israel shall possess the land of the Canaanites as far as Zarephath. The captives of Jerusalem who are in Sepharad shall possess the cities of the south. Then saviors, you and me, amen, shall come to Mount Zion to judge the mountains of Esau and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. So the Bible says saviors. Notice it is S plural everywhere in every country, every corner saviors are rising and you must please stay with me. I'm going, I'm going somewhere. You are a savior. And that's one of the things as we've been talking about militarization since Friday, That is one of the things that has been emphasized clearly using the life of Gideon. Amen. Amen. And if you are a savior, I told us every savior has oil on them. And the oil will do many things. But one of the things I love about the oil, it makes it's very difficult it makes you it makes it impossible for you to be defeated amen, amen. because after now we're going we're, we're taking the battle to the enemy's gate and think about it how can you be a savior but the battle consumes you amen it means that something something has gone wrong somewhere. Imagine we sent people maybe to maybe to uh Sambisa Forest for example now to go and deliver the deliver people from from Boko Haram and then after maybe some days or some hours maybe they, the Boko Haram people are now showing us the, the head of the leader of that team. You know, we can't really say we are saviors anymore. Amen. Stay with me, because there are, there are battles that people get into that consume them. We've been talking about, for example, some of us are going to deliver, deliver industries. And if you don't have this complex, if you don't have this savior's complex, you, when you see that battle, first of all, you will be overwhelmed. If you don't have an awareness that there is oil on your head, saviors are not overwhelmed. Can you imagine Jesus being overwhelmed? Amen. I'm trying to show you that this, any little thing, I'm tired I can't take it anymore. It's not how saviors. It's not how saviors operate. Amen. Amen. This week, for example, people. In my interactions with people, people were legitimately tired. The whole exchange exchange rate conversation. People were genuinely tired. People were actually is the loudest anyway that's not what we are talking about this morning but understand that you are a savior and that there is oil on your head is that simple enough yes. and that this oil makes you invisible any battle you you go into you are going to win victory is sure you see, the Bible says that we are more than conquerors. Romans eight thirty-seven. It says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. The word conquerors would have been good enough, but it says we are more than conquerors. It's a combination of two words. Not just to conquer, but then you are, you are over and above. Amen. You are over and above. That's what this oil will do for you. You are not part of the problem. You are a savior. I, I wish you can. I wish you can see this. And you don't. You don't need. You don't need. You don't need a pulpit to express this. Amen. Some people. Some families are still in a lot of confusion because the saviors there are yet to arise hallelujah some offices are still in a lot of confusion because the saviors there are yet to arise this is a very basic conversation but the fruit of it will always be a blessing so i'm going to spend more time in the second point because time is running time is running very fast but i need to emphasize this very well so there is oil there is oil on your head amen there is oil on your head if you forget everything that you you um you hear this morning don't forget this that there is oil on your head and this oil makes you it's it's a kind of um fortification amen it's a kind of fortification and you must you must know it and you must cherish it with everything that you have hallelujah so we don't we don't lose we don't lose battles we don't lose our battles that's why none of us is going to end up like Saul in Jesus name Amen. amen you would the Bible says that you would bruise Satan, you would bruise his head and you will bruise his feet. that's the complex that you should you should carry now if we're saviors, then we now want to look at the some of the consecrations of saviors Amen because Once that oil comes on you, it separates you. You are not like everybody else. One of the major consecration of saviors is how they use their tongue. Amen. And we're going to zero in on that. Because let's go to James chapter 3 and then we'll come back would come back to some of these things my brethren be not many masters knowing that let's go to a new KJV let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment for we all stumble in many things if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Amen. The word perfect here speaks about macho. Hallelujah. It means that there is something about the tongue that sometimes even anointed people are found wanting in. And one of the things that we have to be clearly above, one of the areas we have to be clearly over and above is how we use the tongue. Do you know the reason why many people are overwhelmed? How many of us know that Anything you speak about, constantly it magnifies before you. Good or bad? Amen. If we keep talking about God, he will be magnified before us. If we keep talking about problems, those things, and they will magnify to a point where you don't even see the possibility of yourself being a savior anymore. Please get this. It says, in many things we stumble. One translation says, in many things we offend. It's not just offending God. You will offend that oil that is on your head if you have not mastered this. Let's continue reading. It says, indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. And we turn their whole body. So when you see a very big horse, the Bible says as big as that animal is, it can be controlled. Look also at ships, massive ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder or rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member. So, even so means that the tongue is likened to a rudder or a rudder. And that means that your tongue eventually would control the direction of your life. Amen. You see, I've told us When you are looking for, one of the reasons I love the word of God is that it is very, very practical. And if you want to, when you are looking for indices for maturity, indices for growth, they are all in the scripture. This is another one. The Bible tells you the most spiritually mature in this room are people that have learned to use their tongue well. Amen. And I will show you scriptures. We don't have time. Pastor has been dealing with um, repellers of heavenly atmosphere and all of that. In some of those things we have dealt with, a lot of them have to do with the tongue. There is something about the tongue that we all have to master. It's not just saying, I'm I'm a savior. I'm a savior. If you've not learned to use your tongue, you will complicate a lot of things. Hallelujah. For yourself and for other people. You see, one of the things that you need to appreciate also about the things of God is that the things of God are manifold in nature. The Bible speaks about the manifold wisdom of God. What does manifold mean? Many sides. Many colors. So you have to look at things from different angles. When we talk consecration many times, our mind just goes to maybe sexual purity. That's a very important angle. But you see, when it came to, the Bible tells us that he that will love life and see good days, he didn't talk about sexual purity. He says, Let him re- refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no God. Amen. Amen. So it means that even if you have kept yourself pure sexually and you are saying a lot of nonsense, you will not see good days. Do you understand that? And good days for us also can also mean glory days. And one of the ways we will see glory days is that we've learned to use our tongue well. Amen. Amen. One of the greatest ways you can be of help to anybody. Remember, we're saviors. And you would come in contact with people. Savior does not mean dashing people money all the time. Amen. That might be part of it. But how many people do even want to dash how many people would even want to dash money? And some of us are even in a season where you can't even, you can't, you can't do that now. Amen. But you are a savior now. Remember yesterday we said that we are not pushing impact to the future. Impact, your life is impactful now. Amen. I don't know if you were sleeping or when we're having all these things. Sexual purity, as important as that is. That's not the only thing. And I'm bringing another side this morning so that you are, you are one of the meanings of the word whole. It means to be one. You can't just pick one side and leave other important sides. You will still be broken. Hallelujah. So let's go back to James chapter 3. Are we following this this morning? This is a very, very simple conversation. You are a savior, there is oil on your head. And that oil means that there are certain consecrations that should be in your life. And we're looking at one of them, one of the major ones. So it says, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature have be made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth Proceed, blessing, and cursing. This is not the Savior's way. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. And then you can read the rest at your spare time. Hallelujah. So you see that the tongue is something that must be brought under control. You are not really victorious till you have learned to say the right things. Amen. Amen. Because the whole problem most people as far as the bible is concerned and I want to encourage you whatever as you are growing with God as you're walking with God whatever God has not called a problem don't call it a problem and whatever God has called a problem know that it is it's a problem. And begin to use the grace that He supplies to address it. And clearly, what we have read here the tongue is a problem. Amen. Amen. And if you don't do anything about it, it will mess you up. You will not be the Savior that God has designed. In fact, after a while, God will need to arrange other saviors to come and save you. Amen. So, the consecration that God is bringing to us this morning is the tongue. Hallelujah. Do you know how many homes? Do you know sometimes when you sit with husband and wife, if there are ten issues, some Many times, those ten issues revolve around what somebody is saying. Do you understand this? The tongue is powerful, but the grace of God is coming on us, and it is making us above. How do you know people, general people, ordinary people, ordinary in this sense, people just living by the forces of the world there are people that don't have not learned to they've not learned anything about the tongue one of the highest expressions of spirituality is in the things that we say amen this is very important very very important if you want to go far if you want to go far You have to master. It's not only your eyes that you make a covenant with. Make a covenant with your tongue. Amen. Amen. And when I talk about the tongue, you know, I've already told us about many sides. Speaking evil about people is just one side. Amen. Sometimes the way we analyze problem that is on your head, it... It doesn't go with people that use their tongue anyhow. And it's a major, major consecration. Hallelujah. The way some of us talk about our nation, for example, we have disqualified ourselves from the people that God can send to save. Be careful how you talk about problems. Be careful how you talk about situations. You can talk yourself out of what God has planned for you to to redeem. Amen. And there won't be any crown on your head. The tongue is a problem. Hallelujah. But a people are rising that will master how how to use the tongue. That's that's what we're saying. Praise God. Amen. So don't um, run away from people that use their tongue anyhow. You know the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. Your tongue is powerful, and I have some scriptures here that we will read. Let's go to Matthew 15:11. Matthew fifteen eleven. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Amen. And the moment the moment a man is defiled, he's no longer a savior. Do you understand this? The moment we are defiled, you need another another savior to come and, and rescue you. He says, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man. But what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. I'm just trying to tell us that sin... Is more than adultery and fornication. Some people don't have those issues, but what they are saying is creating all kinds of all kinds of problems for them. The oil goes with using the tongue well. Psalm 50, verse 23. The Bible says, Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And he that orders his conversation. KJV says conversation. New KJV, say, New KJV says conduct. But whether it is conversation or conduct, because a major part of conduct is how we use our tongue. He says, whoever orders his conversation aright, I will show the salvation of God. Amen. Amen. There is something about the tongue that we need to master jesus was a master in this and as you because that's the ultimate savior so as we go on this saving path saving the world you cannot be in the same bondage with the world james chapter 3 clearly tells us that the whole world is in bondage of how they use their tongue. But you have to be free. Hallelujah. Speaking evil, of course, we've said that before. That one, if you want to see life and good days, you have to run away from that. But a lot of us are involved in unholy analysis of issues. And that's what God wants to deliver you from. Amen. Remember... Whatever you talk about constantly, it will magnify. Amen. All those unholy analysis of issues, it has to stop. If you believe that you are a savior, and if you believe that there is oil on your head. Amen. Do you know that some people, do you know there's a way you, we, can, we can talk about battles, for example, the battle that God wants to send us into or the war that God wants to send us into. You know some people talk about the war so much or the battle so much that they never step in. Amen. Amen. They are wearing everything. Let's use this example. Many of us here play soccer. Hallelujah. Have you seen people that they have all the kits? Their boot is fine. They have shinga. They have, in fact, they have some things that the people playing don't have. But they are just jogging on the sidelines. They will never enter. Amen. And if they make mistake to enter, they are the ones that will make them to score their team. Hallelujah. Most times they've spoken so much. They've analyzed this. You are meant to pass. You didn't pass. You are meant to shoot. You didn't shoot. And then when they enter, some of them cannot even trap the ball. Hallelujah. Do we understand this? The tongue, one of the greatest areas of consecration that I believe needs to happen to us in this time is the things that we say. Amen. Be careful how you talk about things that you can't do amen then what kind of savior what kind of savior are you i don't know how real these things are to you but as we look at the life of jesus jesus even till now he doesn't speak he doesn't speak anyhow hallelujah let's go to proverbs 15 verse 4 you need to see the scriptures Proverbs 15, verse 4. Verse 4. Look at it. The Bible says, A wholesome tongue is what? A tree of life. But perverseness daring is a breach in the spirit. The word breach means the spirit is broken. The Bible says the spirit of man will sustain him in infirmity. But it says a broken spirit, a wounded spirit, who can bear. Remember how we started. You are a savior. So the assumption is that you are not, you are not broken. Amen. You are sent to broken people, but you yourself you are not. You, you are not broken. Amen. One translation says a soothing tongue. Amen. Amen. What does it mean? What does a soothing tongue mean? It means that anytime time you talk, whatever you say is helpful. Hallelujah. A soothing tongue. You will solve many problems as you learn to sanctify your tongue. That's what we are saying. And that's how God is sustaining all of us. It says he sent his word and it he healed them and it delivered them. It's the word of God. It's what God is what God has said. So there is consecration here that we need to we need to step into. Amen. Amen. It's not just for pastors. Everybody under the sound of my voice. If you are a savior, then you need to watch your tongue. You need to watch you need to watch what you say. A lot of repentance needs to go on in this area. Amen. So a a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. A soothing tongue. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. The Bible tells us about six things God hates. Seven are an abomination. This tongue matter made it to that list. It says a lying tongue is one of those things. So, if you want to stay with God, if you want to, you can't go far with God if the oil is not affecting your tongue. Let's, let's, whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. Colossians 4 6. The scriptures are plenty. I just shortened it for us. You can read the rest when you get home. Look at it. It says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Why? Because you are a savior. Amen. Now, this last week that just passed, how many of you heard speeches like this? Outside this place. In the world, how many speeches do you hear? That are always with grace. Amen. Seasoned with salt. Amen. Do How many people care about how they answer you? Most people speak to you anyhow. Most people speak to you roughly. That's the bondage that Satan has put this world in. But if you are a savior, then you have to rise above this. That's what I'm trying to tell us. We have to rise above. Above this today, now thank God for revival. But as things are presently, sometimes you don't even when you look at some people, you don't even know whether they are saved or not. Because everybody is saying the same thing, everybody is saying what everybody is saying, and maybe till you come to a house like this, then you hear you hear something else. Hallelujah. So let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you will know how you ought to answer every man. Let's see Ephesians 4.32. Ephesians 4.32. We have about 15 more minutes. let's back up to 29 yes this is the verse let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister what grace unto the hearers. Amen. So your tongue is holy. And if you sanctify it well, you will not offend that oil that is on your head. Amen. People are offending the oil that is on them every day by how they are using their tongue. You see, the oil is costly. Amen. Arise it. Amen. Saviors are rising. And there are consecration of saviors. And one of them is what we're what we're looking at. This is one of the reasons, one of the simple reasons why the Bible tells you be slow to speak. Amen. Because words. You see, the way God values words it's not the same way humans value words but we can mess up so many things in the spirit by the things that we by the things that we say you will mess up many good things in your life if you've not mastered how to use your tongue of course your marriage cannot work if you've not learned to control your tongue, whether you are a man or whether you are a woman, amen. The Bible says that every wise man, every wise woman builds her home or her house, but the foolish destroys it with her own hands. Amen. And one of the ways she does that, It's the things that she says. Somebody was telling me last week. Now, these are two Christians. He's about going to cheat. They have a baby. They're trying to have another one. So, he said his wife looked at him one day and said, Before you impregnate me, put one million naira in my account. And she wasn't joking. She was she was serious the family <laughs> um gave her a car she said "Oh no, it's my car it's not your it's not your car he had to go and collect a loan chris tenzo obviously not in this house would have driven them away <laughs> amen but what is the point these things were saying they are real and now that marriage is God has to intervene because the tongue, she's not using the tongue, she's not using the tongue very well. Amen. And there are all kinds of issues. So I'm just trying to say to us that there is consecration here. Amen. Sexual purity is not the only consecration that you must have. It's an important consecration, but it's not the only one. Hallelujah. And if you if we can get it right here, a lot of things, a lot of things will be settled. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you have come to meet Pizak, for example, and then you leave you leave him less. You leave him less than you went there. You know, I, I'm I'm not sure it has happened. And it will never happen. Amen. Now, one of the reasons is because the tongue is blessing you. Amen. Even if all he says is, God bless you, it is well. And you hold it. It will carry you through whatever whatever you are facing. Amen. You know, even when, even, when he's, even when he's abusing you, he's doing it there's still encouragement there, amen. And that's how to abuse people. You abuse people with the hope of what they can, of what they can be. Do you understand? So don't just don't just say your, don't just say. So after you say your head is not correct, show them the possibilities of their head being correct. So that if they remain foolish, it's their decision, amen. But you know, some people will abuse you and take away the possibility of of repenting. Do you understand? They take away that possibility and you are just there. Who even told me to go and meet? Who even told me to go and meet this person? And if you are like that, you are not a savior. Amen. Because the meaning of savior is that in practical terms let's leave greek and hebrew alone you are you are solving problems amen you are blessing people hallelujah you are you are a physical if people say if people if people have a view that god is good when they interact with you that is their experience you are the god that people can see that's what Savior is not just a badge. It's not just a... If you put Savior on your, on your jersey and you are not using your tongue well, for example, you are creating more problems. Hallelujah. And people are creating problems every day. The Bible says one sinner destroys much good. Amen. Because sinners are in need of saviors. So they just keep entering one problem to another problem to another problem. But saviors are not so. Do you understand? And it's a very, very simple conversation. Let me just give us some more. Let's see Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, 20 to 21. Proverbs 18, 20 to 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Amen. There is something about your lips. That's what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. You can't just leave it and say let's do other things. This is the problem. Amen. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat his fruits. Amen. In Hebrews thirteen fifteen, the Bible says, let us offer unto God con- continually the sacrifice of praise, which is what? The fruit of our lips. God is interested in the fruit of your lips amen any any spirituality any experience that doesn't that leaves the tongue out we are we're joking amen and we're not ready we're not serious people as far as god is concerned amen things like gossip slander should be far from us amen if evil speaking Gossip is not, you see, one of the ways you know that you are becoming godly is that you put the same value that God, the value that God has on something. You're having that same value. Many people still, in many of our minds, we're still like, what is the, is it not just gossip? What is the big deal in in gossip? But if God can show you what we're losing because of gossip, for example, you will know that it is a big deal. I think this week, Pesach put up something on his status and he said that anywhere there is gossip, they are small in that place. Amen. But the word of God tells us clearly that it is not his will for us to be small. It says, I would, out of them shall proceed those that make merry and and give thanksgiving. He says, I will glorify them and they shall not be small. Amen. So gossip, slander shouldn't, should be far, should be far away from us. Now, we know these things, but we know these things mentally, but Practically, when you begin to walk them out, you see that it's not as easy. It's not as easy as it seems. Because every day, you have opportunity to, to slander people. How many of us know that g- gossip is sweet? And we have all kinds of names for it. Sometimes you don't even know when you have slept inside. The the lines are very, sometimes you take the spirit of God here. I started showing us from the life of Saul and one of David's lamentations that he died as if he was not anointed with oil. And if you read Saul's life, there were many nasty things that he said about David. Do you know why some people are not even powerful spiritually? Because they They use their tongue anyhow. Now, I don't know all the laws of power, but I know that if you want to carry the power of God, one of the things, one of the physical ways that you'll be behaving is that you don't talk. You don't talk too much. Amen. Because you don't even know what you will say. There's a way the the oil of God will be on your life. When you say something, it is done. Good or bad. So it means that a lot of people's lives will be destroyed in your hands. I shared with us the story of a man of God. He looked at one, somebody one day. The person was stooling. And he just looked at the person casually. He said, stop stooling. Now the stooling stopped. But there was another problem thing you say at that point, it can have so and if you if you speak to anybody that is anointed, these are some of the disciplines that they have to ensure that you are constantly um blessing at least openly and if you want to because even when you curse, it will work. Amen. I've told us about conduct before, so I'm not going to dwell. I'm not going to dwell on that. And one of the reasons for good conduct is that so that you will avoid curses. Amen. See, understand that nothing destroys a man's destiny like a curse. Amen. But we're not talking about curses today so that I won't spoil I won't spoil this, this message, but I, I believe this is a very, very simple conversation. If you don't have anything to say, keep quiet. It is a it is a gift. Amen. So the next time someone tells you, shut up, don't don't be angry. The person might actually be helping. The person might actually be helping you. Hallelujah. The Bible says, "In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking." It means that if you, if you are always talking, it's it's sure. So you don't even need to you don't even need to pray that prayer every 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 sin of uh, omission or commission. The sin is clear. It's a it's a continuum. It's a road if you are always talking the bible says that sin is not lacking have you met people that are always talking some of us are here amen always always talking even when somebody gives you a sign to to stop you won't you won't you won't get the sign less there is consecration that needs to that needs to go on here and as we talk militarization as we talk savior and all of that one of the ways one of the fruit of that savior is how we're using how we're using our tongue on a final note have you ever has someone ever come to you before with a mountain of problems and your first two sentences will just calm them down. Amen. That thing there is not is not natural. Amen. It is a grace. It is a grace of God that all of us here have. It is what the oil it is what the oil can do. Amen. Your tongue is holy. Keep it. God is interested in using that, that tongue. Amen. Because the problems of many people started by evil words that were spoken to them. You will be a, you will be a great blessing as you learn to master this. Amen. It's not till you have done empowerment that you will be a blessing. We will get to empowerment. But is there even any greater empowerment than using your words to build people? Amen. What is, the, what is the major work of a of a parent, for example? You will use your words to raise, to raise that child. Call it motivational, whatever, you, but that is the work. Amen. Imagine a parent always telling their child that. They are useless. They will eventually be useless. Amen. There is something, there is something about the tongue. Thank you. There is something about the tongue that is highly spiritual. You see, one of the things that God needs to do for us is that God needs to, God needs to um, affect our understanding again of who a spiritual person is first of all what spirituality is and what spirituality is not and who a spiritual person is and one of the things you would clearly see in the life of a spiritual person is that they have learned how to use their tongue i pray that god would help us in this truth as we go forward hope this made some some sense to us all right god bless you.